have we got, got a podcast, podcast for you. Bad movies, worst people. I mean, look, you like getting a couple beers in you, watching a bad movie, and yucking it up with your friends. That's what we're doing. We have microphones. We have great impersonations. We have bad impersonations. Well, I think it might be one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's the best podcast I've ever heard, fellas. And I ain't lying through my giant teeth. <laughs> There's a sample. Yes. <laughs> you can find us anywhere. Badmoviesworstpeople.com. Come check us out. If you don't follow us, we will follow you home. I'm Chris. And I'm Mel. And together we host the podcast Spoil Spoil My My Movie. We were watching movies anyway. And we were having in-depth conversations about those movies too. So we decided to share our thoughts with the world. You can expect me to gripe about inaccurate details like supposedly cold weather, but you can't see anyone's breath. And you can expect me to be totally adorable, but also psychologically deep. And by the end of each episode, we'll provide our respective ratings. Using a rating scale custom tailored to the movie in question. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. We're actually behind you right now. Warning, this movie contains actual animal death, and some of it will be slightly described in this episode. So if you don't want to listen to it, I totally understand. And now, back to the episode. I'm a sea king, a CGI thing. I'm here to eat and bare my teeth and shake a tail fin. A bikini babe, catching a road wave. A big surprise, I'm gonna rise and flash my tooth cave. All the buff dudes, safe on the beach food. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. As always, I am your host with the most, Steve Coates, and we are on the final week of Retro November. And this week, I checked out Tintorera, Tiger Shark, 1977, directed by Rene Cardona Jr. So this was a movie I'd actually seen before, um, but after re-watching it, realized I remembered pretty much nothing about it. So I, I watched this on Blu-ray that I got from Kino Lorber during one of their big sales. Um, we'll just start right off with the plot description. Two shark hunters flirt with an attractive British lady while hunting down a large tiger shark terrorizing the Mexican East Coast. That's a pretty generous uh, plot description, but you'll see that as we get into it. So this has an average rating of 2.6 stars on Letterboxd. The cast includes Susan George and Hugo Stiglitz. Some of you probably recognize the name Hugo Stiglitz from one of the characters from Inglorious Bastards. So as you can probably guess, Tarantino named that character after this particular actor. And he even paid tribute to this movie during the 8th annual Morelia Film Festival, showing a copy from his private collection. So he owns his own, like, 35mm copy of this movie. And just some fun facts about this movie. The underwater scenes showing the Tintorera, the tiger shark, 
our stock footage and the shark is barely five feet long although it is described as like the largest sharks ever one of the largest sharks ever seen at over seven feet long uh due to trick photography so they made the shark look like it was much bigger than it actually was and i actually feel like they were kind of successful in this as well Normally, I wouldn't talk about like poster expectations per se for these movies, per, uh, like I said, for Retro November, but I really like the poster for this one. Um, it's just kind of a gnarly looking uh, shark with a naked chick hanging out of its mouth. While that might not happen in particular, it gives you a good sense of what the movie is, and it kind of encompasses everything right in that poster. So I do really like the poster for this movie, and I do feel like if you look at this poster, you watch this movie, it does actually live up to your expectations, in my opinion. But enough about that. There is nothing else left to do, but let's dive in. The movie starts off, and right away we're following a shark, and the underwater photography for this is gorgeous like this is definitely better than the last three movies we've watched for uh, retro november we get a bunch of footage of fish and then we see a barracuda get fucking harpooned and this dancey jazz music starts playing and we're following a ferry full of people as it docks so right off the bat we're all over the fucking place in this movie and that just does not stop for the whole thing people get off the boat and some gather at a beach where there's a boat where some fishermen have some dead sharks the owner of the boat returns and shows off the sharks to some bikini babes. Someone approaches him and in Spanish tells him an American is coming by plane to stay on the boat. The fisherman pushes the boat off and says goodbye to the tourist. He boats out to a bigger yacht type boat called Tiger Shark. Oh, and the American who was coming has landed by plane and is on the boat. The fisherman then asks the American, played by Hugo Stiglitz, whose name is Steven, if there's anything he'd like, and he'll go to the island and buy it and holds his hand at waiting for money. And then that scene is over. This happens so fucking often. It's like, hey, are we going to go do this thing to do? Bam, over. Oh, okay. Like, I had whiplash watching this fucking movie. The fisherman asks Steven if he can take the small boat out in the morning to go and check his traps. Steven agrees but says he wants to come along and see the sharks. The next morning, they're out on the water, and Stephen asks about his shark fishing, and we learn there's more sharks during a certain season, and then we see them dragging up some sharks, hooked on their fishing lines, and then hit the sharks over the head to make sure they're still dead. As they're bringing up the last shark, something attacks it, and the line is tugged, and they drag the shark in, and it's been bit in half. Later, Stephen is watching, or should I say creeping, on all the bikini babes on the beach with binoculars. Like, he's just on his fucking boat just to be like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> He spots a brawless wonder entering the hotel, and later on, he brings her a tray of free drinks to her on the beach. Steven sends the bar helper off, and the woman asks if Steven's the manager, and he says he's just a guest, enjoying the scenery. Could you imagine if somebody tried to pull this shit off today? Like, that would just not fly. He would be arrested, or at the very least kicked off this fucking resort. He invites her to a special dinner of lobster and French champagne, and she asks who the dinner is for, and he says, You, of course. Oh, Hugo, you slash on bitch. And then we cut, and it's nighttime, and they're having dinner and champagne on his boat, and on the table is one of the biggest fucking lobsters I have ever seen in my life. Although, I guess I don't really ever eat lobster, but I don't know. This thing was fucking huge from what I could see. Steven walks away from the table and throws the empty champagne bottle over the side. Not fucking cool, bro. And then grabs a new bottle. And then later, we see them in bed together, naked. So they just had some fucky fucky time. And now we're with them as they scuba dive through some coral. As fast as I'm describing this, it feels like 
that's how fast it's happening in the movie. Like we're just whipping around from scene to scene. And at one point they stop for a bit and make out underwater. And then we fade to them making out on a catamaran uh, kind of boat. And then they're exploring some old ruined buildings. And then Steven says to her, he feels really happy because he's falling in love with her. And then Hugo Stiglitz <laughs> delivers this line. I don't know that I've ever felt this way before. Like he's fucking William Shatner. And then she asks if it's like a physical attraction or more. And then he walks away and says he doesn't know. And then she walks away and says, well, call me when you figure it out. And then we cut to a bunch of people dancing on the boat, grinding all up on each other as Stephen is listening from bed. He gets out of bed and he goes to check on the deck of the boat where everyone is dancing. And then he yells for everyone to get off his boat. And now it's the next morning. Like, these fucking Spanish and Italian movies have so much nonsense in them. Like, what was the fucking point of that scene? The next day, Stephen drives a small boat up to the beach where he sees Patricia uh, talking to someone named Miguel on the beach. And Stephen tries to talk to her as Miguel is trying to tell a story and asks why she left so early. But, like, didn't we have a fucking scene where she left him and said, like, yeah, call me when you figure this out? Like, did the editor and screenwriters forget about this? Like, what the fuck is happening here? Stephen and Miguel have part of the conversation in Spanish with no subtitles, so I assume they're in love with each other, but also in love with Patricia, and ultimately they want an orgy. That's a guess because there were no subtitles, so I'm just going to have to write it on my own. Stephen gets frustrated at one point and punches Miguel into the sand, and Patricia calls him an idiot, and he drives his boat out to his bigger boat. Stephen and the fisherman are on his boat, talking about fucking nothing, and then that scene is over. So, yeah, I'm not explaining all these small scenes that have little to no bearing anymore. Like, it's too much. There's just so many of them where I'm just like, why did we need that? Why was that there? Like, this is a combination of bad screenwriting and bad editing. Or maybe it's not bad editing and writing. Maybe it's just because it doesn't translate as well because it's a Spanish director and I do feel like this movie is dubbed. Even if they are saying their lines in English, they've definitely had some of the lines uh, dubbed or ADR'd. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a lost in translation thing. I don't fucking know. And then we go with Patricia and Miguel as they drink and flirt and dance. And then that scene's over. And now it's morning again, and we start with Patricia's boobs as she looks at naked Miguel on the bed. And she goes outside and skinny dips, even though there's a boat passing right by. And, like, it's there's daylight out like i hope she got paid enough for this i really hope she did we get a pov of a shark and the sounds turn sinister and this feels very much like a ripoff of the opening scenes of jaws uh, as she swims in the water naked except we concentrate on the nudity a little bit more in this movie and by a little bit more i mean a lot more the shark catches up with her and it attacks so the attacks here are pretty creative. I like this. So it's all real sharks and like, yeah, it's close-ups and whatnot, but they also like feed the sharks some sort of meat. And at one point it looked like her head. So I don't know if they stuck a wig on some meat, which I mean, if they did, fucking legendary. But yeah, we see blood fill the water and the shark is shaking and tearing into the meat. Miguel wakes his naked ass up and he heads outside, looks out, but doesn't see Patricia because she's very much dead at this point. Later on, Stephen pulls up in his boat to a beach bar and he approaches Miguel and Miguel pulls a chair and threatens Stephen with it like jokingly. And then Stephen takes a seat at the table and Miguel introduces Stephen to two women he's talking to. And again, 
Some of this combo is in Spanish with no subtitles. So I assume Miguel is trying to get Steven into a foursome with these ladies because he does stand up at one point and slaps one of the girls on the ass and is like very handsy with her and then sits back down. One of the women asks Steven what's wrong. He seems upset and he looking upset says he's not. And then he speaks Spanish to Miguel and saying, again, I assume that he wants to join in the foursome, but why not consider making it a, fi- a fivesome and invite Patricia? So they should go find her. As Hugo Stiglitz <laughs> sits there, he really looks like fucking Daniel Stern from Home Alone. Although with the way he slays pussy, I guess he could also be considered a wet bandit. hey the girls get up and leave for reasons, and one of them even kisses Stephen. And now it's just Miguel and Stephen, and Miguel says she's not there, uh, talking about Patricia. And Stephen says he's not interested, and she made him feel like a damn fool. Miguel then tells him she left and she never made love with him because she was thinking of Stephen the whole time and even called his name out twice while they were doing it. Awkward. Miguel laughs it off and says he'll get back at him one day and says she didn't want any attachments. And then Steven says, I could kill you. And that scene is over because now it's nighttime and Steven and Miguel are walking along the beach with two women. I'm thinking it's the same two women we saw at the bar earlier. Miguel asks where he lives and Steven points to his boat and he says they can take the rubber boat, but the women decide to undress and swim to the boat instead. So they and Miguel strip down and run into the water, and Steven joins them soon after. Then, they're on the boat. Everyone is still nude, dancing around. I've seen, like I said, I've seen this movie before, but I did not remember much about it, and I certainly did not remember there being so many boobies. Boobies for days in this movie. Miguel pours the girl some wine or champagne, and Steven watches from his hammock, and one of the ladies joins him. And then it's morning... Steven and the woman are still in the hammock, and the other woman comes over and says, Let me have Steve now. (laughs) Words I've never fucking heard. And you can go with Miguel. So the woman leaves, and the other one goes into the hammock with Steven. And then the girls say goodbye as they jump into the water and swim back to the shore, still fully nude, obviously, because they left their clothes on the beach last night. Steven asks how Miguel makes a living, and it basically sounds like he's a gigolo. That's just what it sounds like. They go back and forth talking about the future, just like, who fucking cares? They jump into the water, and Miguel makes Steven a bet that he can make it to the beach before he does, and if he does, he gets both the women, and if he loses, they can share. Aw, isn't that just the sleaziest shit you've heard in a while? Jesus Christ. They agree to this bet, and they swim to the beach, and Steven wins by an inch, and then they collapse on the beach. And then next, we cut to a dad bod chilling on the beach, reading a porno mag, and there is an article entitled Prostitution in Big Fucking Letters. And then in the water, Miguel is helping someone scuba, like, just off the beach. So he's kind of just, like, holding on to her, and they're kind of just, like, swimming in circles. And then that scene's over. I don't know what half of this shit has to do with anything. Because then we see Miguel get water skied to Steven's catamaran. So he was on water skis and this boat gets super close and Miguel just kind of glides a bit beside it and then lets go and then hops onto the boat. Like just fucking insane. And I don't understand these two's relationship. I don't think they were ever in love with Patricia. Like they're, they're in love with each other. They have to be. Now they're getting ready to go spear fishing or something as they get dive suits on. They go into the water and Miguel has a spear gun And they snorkel, and we see them kill a small fish and use it as bait to hunt down a shark. 
And we do see them kill an actual shark with a spear gun. So this was the warning at the beginning of the episode. And again, this that's one thing I really don't enjoy about some of these old uh, Spanish and Italian movies is there's a lot of animal death. And like 99.9% of the time, it's completely unnecessary. And then after that, they just swim back to the boat, grab some ropes and a hook to secure the shark for transport. And they do this a couple of times. And then they take the boat back to shore and then bam, we're in a restaurant with these two and they're checking out some woman who's sitting alone at a table played by Susan George. She was in quite a few movies in the 70s and whatnot, uh, most notably uh, Dirty Mary Crazy Larry that also starred Peter Fonda. So they speak Spanish in here, but this time there's fucking subtitles. So basically they say, let's go hunt and head towards Susan George. She said she was waiting for a man, but looks like two have arrived. Is everyone on this island just horny? Like, is this just like a horny island, Mexico? She introduces herself, Gabriella, and that she's from England. And Stephen says he loves English girls. So do I, Steve. That's why my significant other is also British. And then she says to come to the island. She came to the island looking for fun. She asks what they do. And Stephen pipes in and says they're shark hunters. So these two go shark hunting once. And now that's their whole identity. So when they're going to pick up women, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going hunting. But anyways, that scene is over now. And now we're on the boat and Gabriella and Steven are dancing as she makes googly eyes at Miguel. And then we fade into a threesome. I mean, it was only a matter of time. The next morning, the three of them naked as jailbirds are making breakfast and whatnot. And we even see some man dick here. So the nudity isn't just limited to the ladies. When Miguel goes up those stairs, we see that snake swinging around. Stevens is covered up with an apron as he makes breakfast. Safety first. Later on, the three of them play grab ass on the deck of the boat. Steven and Miguel's like wangs still whipping about. And Gabriella's Ella's are swinging around. Like that's how we got swingers in the 70s, right? Like people would see other couples things swinging around and be like, I want to swing around with that. Huh. You guys didn't know you were getting a history lesson here, did you? The three of them jump into the water, and then it's nighttime, and then they're on the boat drinking wine. Gabriella says she's been thinking about their relationship, and they need some rules. And I know what the boys are thinking. They're thinking about the golden rule. Remember, it's not gay if it's in a three-way. With a lady in the middle, there's some leeway. They agree to no jealousy, no other women, because she's enough for the both of them. And if there's any indication of love, then the triangle is dissolved. So nobody fall in love. They all make out. And then the next day, the three of them are water skiing together, holding hands while scuba diving. And then they take her shark fishing. So all three of them dive into the water. They have wetsuits on and she's in a bikini, of course. They kill a shark. And then after seeing this, Gabriella panics and she gets back to the boat. She yells at Miguel and Steven, saying she can't believe that they do this for a living and they must be crazy. They go back down, kill another shark, and they see another shark approaching, and then they surface saying it's a tiger shark and they should go back to the boat. The tiger shark sees the dead shark and the music turns sinister, and we see the shark later and it's carrying the dead shark in its mouth. Miguel tells Steven, you don't just kill an animal like that. You get one shot and if you miss, you're dead. Later on, Steven and Miguel are bringing supplies to the ship and Steven says he can't help but wonder how this will all end. And Miguel says not to worry about the end and to shut up and enjoy it. Another nonsense scene. And then Miguel and Steven drink martinis and shoot the shit on the boat. And there's a bunch of nonsense again. And Gabriella comes up from below wearing a dress and they compliment her. And then Steven asks her if he thinks it will end someday. And she says she doesn't think about the future. Blah, blah, blah. Like who fucking cares? What is this movie? It's like a softcore porn storyline plus sharks. 
And Steven, my God, this dude is so insecure. Later on, Miguel gives them a toast, saying it's been a month since they all started this, and Gabriella gives them both a ring and herself one so they all match. Aww, this is so fucking stupid. I hate this so much. After that, they go down below in more ways than one. Then some sappy music plays as they explore some ruins. Um, have I mentioned I hate this love triangle bullshit yet? They take some touristy photos of each other, photos of each other kissing, and I'm just, I'm so fucking over this. I'm right, like, I was writing notes at this point instead of paying attention because I just didn't care anymore. Then they're heading out on the rubber boat, and Miguel says they're heading to a cave or something, and then we see them diving, and one of them uses a fucking stingray to uh, skitch a ride. We see them kill another shark, and then we also see the big tiger shark lurking around. Gabriella jumps into the water. Steven and Miguel spot the shark and try to surface. The shark chases them, and it gets Miguel, and he is dead. And I think they stuffed like a bunch of meat into like the head of a wetsuit or something because it looks like he's actually carrying his head, but it's like a real shark. So it was pretty fucking cool. Gabriella sees this and is fucking terrified and they get back into the boat. Later, Gabriella and Steven are sulking on the big boat and then she starts packing her things up and tells Steven she's leaving this afternoon. He wants to leave with her so they can go somewhere else and try to forget about it. But she says the memory of Miguel will never leave them. Aww. She's taken away on a boat to shore as Steven watches. And then later on, Steven then talks with some Navy dude. And the dude tells him he's working with the fishermen and they're going to catch it. We see some fishermen chumming the waters and killing any shark that swims by. I forgot how much shark death was in this movie. My God. As one of the fishermen is beating the dead shark, he falls in and then the big shark gets him. And then we cut immediately to Steven and the fishermen uh, are on their own boat killing any shark they see. At this point, I'm on the shark side. Like, fuck these guys. They're killing sharks for no fucking reason. Like, they're not even doing it as a living anymore. Like, they're just doing it to be assholes. Steven is at the bar on shore and smokes and drinks whiskey as he scopes out the babes in the bar. A couple of women come up to his table and ask if they can join him. God damn this dude pulls. Some old hippie dude approaches the table and invites them all to a party that they're going to have later on. The three of them arrive at this party, and the old dude greets them, and then takes the girls away from Steven. Ah, but don't worry, Steven's gonna be just fine, because just then, some girl comes and greets him, and then another one, and then the three of them make out with each other at the same time. Fucking Hugo Stiglitz. <laughs> then they sit around a fire and start drinking from a conch shell filled with booze. One of the girls tells them it's an aphrodisiac and he'll need it for later because he's got to remember there's two of them. Later on, a bunch of them are walking on the beach and Steven invites them to the boat. And just like earlier, one of the girls says, I have a great idea. Let's take all of our clothes off and swim to the boat. Where is this place? Everyone gets excited and starts undressing, but Steven just watches everyone swim for a little bit. So many underwater boobies. As they frolic in the water, we see the shark is nearby. They all play grab ass, and Steven's in the water now, and they start heading for the boat. As Steven is making out with one of the chicks, she's ripped out of his arms by the shark, and blood fills the water. Steven manages to drag her out of the water, and everyone else tries to get out, but several people are attacked and eaten. Blood and guts everywhere. A few of them make it to the beach and are crying, and we see the shark swimming around in the bloody water. 
We see a plane land, and Stephen and the fisherman meet a man in a suit, and they bring him back to where the shark attacked the group of people. The man asks if they caught it, and what are they doing to catch it if they haven't, and then he says 10 years ago, a shark killed the mother of his daughter. Just say wife or ex-wife. Jesus Christ. And he says he needs to see Kelly. So they go to the hospital and find a woman, Kelly, I'm assuming. If we're supposed to recognize her, I don't. I don't remember who she is. So I don't know what the point of that was. Later on, the fisherman and Steven are getting the boat ready, and Steven tells the fisherman he's going down there alone tonight. The fisherman says if he does that, he's a dead man. Now it's nighttime, and we see Steven diving into the water. And I should note that when they're doing something at night in the water, they're actually doing it at night. It's really impressive. So, like, there's no day-for-night kind of shots. So the underwater photography is damn impressive, and the fact it's night makes it really unsettling as well. We see Steve kill a stingray and use it as bait for the big shark. The shark swims around. Steven gets his spear ready. We see the fisherman arrive at Steven's bigger boat, gets on board, and starts looking for Steven. And I'm not sure why we needed this. Like, Steven told him earlier what he was doing. Steven readies his spear and hits the shark. The shark continues to swim towards him, and they swim for a moment. And then we see the shark sink and blood come from it, and it's dead. We see Steven's flashlight sink and the screen turns red, and that's it. Did Steven die somehow? Like, that's not super clear to me. And then some cheesy fucking song starts playing. I, I hate it so much. The song is awful. And then we see some shots of the three fuck buddies gallivanting around as credits play. So I guess Steven died? But so did the shark? Mutual destruction? Ah, uh, fuck if I... Sure, I guess that's what we're gonna go with. Wow. All right, let's put the shark deaths aside for a moment and analyze this. This is a Mexican soap opera with a shark. It is absolute nonsense, and I am here for it. There's something about these old Italian and Spanish movies that sometimes when the nonsense is just right, it really works. And I think this movie is an example of that. It's just pure entertainment. Now, of course, we can't ignore the fact that they killed sharks on screen. Granted, it was a different time, and something like this would never be allowed to be made now. So taking it for what it is, I had a good time overall. So I'm going to go slightly above the average and give it a full three stars, which I know is also kind of counterintuitive because there was significantly more shark death. But the movie overall was just entertaining. Like, it was just more entertaining than some of the other ones we've looked at for Retro November. So that might also be why I'm rating it a little bit higher, just because I've been somewhat disappointed with the last couple of movies. In, in certain aspects. But that is the highest rated movie for Retro November, so I feel like at least we went out with a bang. As Retro November comes to an end, don't forget next month, we are starting Piranha December. So we are doing three or four Piranha-themed movies, and there will be a Patreon-exclusive episode following that same theme. But that's it for me this week. As always, you can follow me on all the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Slasher, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast. Go to bucketofchumpodcast.com for more information. Be sure to check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bucketofchum. And wherever you're listening to the show, please leave a rating or review. It helps the show out and it helps me know how the show is doing. And I will see you guys next time for an all new episode of Bucket of Chum. <laughs>
What's up, Goreheads? This is Ben and Nancy from the Extreme Horror Replay Podcast. We like to bicker, complain, needle, and criticize. And if we're lucky, we'll squeeze a horror movie review in there somewhere. We've been married a long time, so we know how to argue. (laughs) Check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms, and you decide who's right or wrong in the argument. Hey everybody, and welcome to Twisted Tales. Just a quick little uh, short and sweet segment of uh, some serial killers, missing people, murders, all that fun stuff. So, just gonna give this to you best I can, and um, you know, thanks for listening, subscribing, whatever. I appreciate you. Take care.